Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Brad Haddon is not here. He's decided to go to India because he got a better offer, basically. No, he's uh, <laughs> off commentating the three-match series with India and Australia in the lead-up to the Men's 50-over World Cup. So it's myself, Adam Peacock, and producer Sam. Sam Ferris in with us ahead of this three-match series starting tomorrow in Mahali, Sam. But, mm. I mean, we've done all the previews we can, basically. Today is about a few other things, namely our own backyard, literally. That's right, our own backyard. That first one day of starting in Mahali. Australia's only lost one one day of there from about seven attempts, I think. That was really? back in 1996. So good record of Mahali. Mm. Not great memories for the Australian Test team 10 years ago with the whole homework gate kind of thing. Mm. But that's Test cricket. We're talking about one day cricket and we're talking yeah. about backyard Did cricket today. Did you follow today. that story? Were you there for that? Wasn't there for that, but okay. I, I was at Cricket Australia then. That was back when we had comments on articles. <laughs> we had disabled them pretty quickly after that. <laughs> you found out where that button yeah. was. Yeah. It's a favourite button now for all social media yeah. uh, providers, can isn't you, it? Can you name the four guys that were done for, hen, uh, for Homework Gate? Shane Watson. Yeah. I wish it was Brad Haddon. <laughs> yeah. I seriously good, wish good it was. Good in two shoes. He would have got his homework in. Oh, was it Mitch? Which Mitch? Marsh? No. Johnson? Johnson. Johnson. Yep. Uh, the two others. Uzi Kawaja? Yeah, Uzi. That's right. Yeah, because I remember it came up before the last Ashes and the last one's got me. James Pattinson. James Pattinson. Yeah. Pato. Young fella on the time, at the yeah, time. absolutely. I remember speaking to Watto about it and we are talking mm. about the hotel and he said, I remember that boardroom. I think I put a chair through the wall there. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. We've got to do it yeah, yeah. when it gets into a bit of a lull, which is not now, obviously, on no. the cusp of a World Cup. No. But I think we're going to get into like some great moments or infamous moments in Australian cricket. That's a good idea. That that, that might be one of them. Right. We could have done the 10-year anniversary. We missed a trick here. But, oh, uh, we'll do during, the 11-year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Ashes were on when that happened this year. So yeah, yeah. kind of uh, took a bit of breeze. And just on that one-day series, India have named their squad. They're mm. resting four big guns for the first two one day. So there's no Rohit. Mm. There's no Virat. There's no Kuldeep Yadav. Kale Rahul will captain the first two one days, but then it's the full squad for that final one day. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be their World Cup squad with Ravi Chandran Ashwin. Yeah. Don't think you can make a late play for it, but uh, he's been a bit of a nemesis for Australia. So they're going to have their work cut out for them, the Aussies. Yeah. And so we'd say, and then we play Pakistan, Netherlands, and then it's into it. Yeah. The Dutch, then Pakistan, and mm. on Sunday, the October 8th. Game on against India. And every, by the way, every uh, Australia match at the World Cup will be doing a morning review. Yes. Correct? Yep. Just like Ashes. You're the boss, boss, so tell me if I'm wrong. I'm telling you, that's exactly what's happening. (laughs) Yes. You, Brad Haddon, every morning after every Australia game Mm. and the semifinals and the final. Yep. So lots of work coming up for you, Peter. You, you yeah. You're looking at me as if to say, don't forget, don't do you book know? a 6 a.m. tea yeah. time for that. Do you know what's coming up? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll be with you all the way through the World Cup, Australia play the, those nine pool games and hopefully yeah. the semi and a final. So lots to talk about. World Cup fever. You've experienced it already this season. This year. Nothing like a World Cup. Nothing like a World Cup. Yeah. Can't wait for it and we'll be all over it here at Willow Talk. We're all over a few things at this ep- for this episode as well. We're going to continue the backyard cricket theme this week. We put the question out, or Sam did, producer Sam, as part of his thing. He's the social media manager here at Willow Talk <laughs> as well. So your backyard cricket setups or rules or the like, and we've got some great responses, so we're going to get through those shortly. And then later on, we're going to have a chat to Alex Carey, a, a really interesting chat with Alex, of course, 
ask the the elephant in the room yep. and the giraffe and the lion and the tiger and <laughs> yep. all that and then a little Johnny Bairstow still angry in the corner over there about that incident <laughs> yep. at Lords, but so much more about his own form as well and he'll be a key player for the Australians in the World Cup. He was probably our best player in the 2019 World Cup. Mm. Uh, he was fantastic. Team of the tournament along with Mitch Stark. He's uh, pivotal in that team, you'd have to mm. think at the moment, especially when India sweeps the ball, great glove work. So yeah, great chat. You did a great job with Alex. Hopefully he doesn't come out and reverse sweep first ball. Yeah, no, we don't want to see that. Might do though. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. And remember, you can listen to Willow Talk for free on the Listener app. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, give us a rating, leave us a review and follow us. That would be great. Now, Backyard Cricket, let's get into it. On Tuesday's show, we had Brendan Scott in from WCG Backyard Cricket. Now, Brendan and a mate, or a few mates, have taken Backyard Cricket to another level. Proper pitch, We've got the proper mowers out, streamed matches, sponsors on the stumps, sponsors on the, yeah. the the boundaries and everything. They're all over it. They've set up international series with England and New Zealand. England are on the way for an Ashes, a backyard Ashes. So it got us thinking, Sam, didn't it, about the backyard setups around the country and everyone's got a backyard cricket. If you like mm. your cricket, if you even have a passing interest in cricket, you know something about backyard cricket. Yeah. And obviously Brendan and his crew take it to another extreme. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, it was very much childhood memories for a lot of people. Your childhood memory for your backyard cricket setup, Sam? I remember pretty much nine months of the year, we'd come home from school, drop our bags off, and then go out the backyard and play cricket. Mm -hmm. I was a bowler, so I'd always bowl first. My brother would bat first. You were always tall. By the way, Sam's about six foot four, are you? Six, six. Six, six. Yeah. Fair enough. I wasn't always tall. I grew into it. but well, You uh, like this Bruce Reed character. <laughs> yeah. About as uh, durable as uh, <laughs> Bruce Reed. <laughs> he snapped it off. Not a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not great on the uh, injury front. But uh, we used to play a lot of backyard cricket. Our setup was, I'm a lefty, so we had a house on the in the backyard, a house on the, my leg side, so everything okay. was basically cover drives. I had no other shot from that, yeah. apart from that. Uh, and the shed was right next to us. That was basically silly point. Yep. So everything had to be straight. <laughs> Our rules, house was out. Pretty much any object was out. House was out, except for the shed. Barbecue area was out. Yep. Clothesline was out. If mum was in the backyard, hit mum, that's 20 runs. <laughs> so, 20 yeah, runs yeah. for mum? So she was dodging it, yeah. <laughs> Rarely hit her. She was, she was quite nimble back then. So she's hanging out the washing. Yeah. And you whack her on the shoulder. 20 runs. Gee. The dog, the dog... Uh, <laughs> Similar. What, 20 runs? Yes, dog was similar. <laughs> yep. Old gizmo, yeah. It was mainly tennis ball for seam up, but yeah. if you wanted to bowl spin, you had to bowl it with the hard ball. That's I don't know how many uh, uh, two-piece balls we lost over the backyard and yeah. cricket playing tennis balls. No so. windows in the vicinity, obviously. We, broke, hard ball. we only broke one window. Yeah. This is going better down a bit of a rabbit hole, but uh, I made my first grade to build about two weeks earlier. Mm. White ball, rarity. And we we're playing with the backyard. I got to keep that from my debut. Stupidly, we we're playing with the backyard. And then I've come down, absolute cream, this lofted straight drive. And it's one of those moments where time stood <laughs> yeah, still. Yeah. And you Always. go, oh, that's going straight for the neighbor's <laughs> garage window. Sure enough, it smashed into it. My brother and I, being the manly tough men we were, ran inside <laughs> yeah. and hid behind the couches. <laughs> I thought, I have to own this up. So I went out there and spoke to the neighbors and said, look, I'm really sorry. I've just yeah. smashed your window. And they said, oh, we thought it was the dogs. Don't worry about it. I said, if you don't tell my parents, that'd be great. <laughs> and they never found out. Did you get the ball back? No, nah, lost the ball. Lost the ball? Lost the ball. I was pushing my luck. Yeah. I've just got away with a broken window. Yeah, fair enough. We've heard a lot about your backyard cricket setup, mainly... My temper. Your te temper yeah, well, tantrums. I, when I grew up, until I was about 10, we had this house where offside was just the house. Right. So I'm a lefty. Yeah. So I was very 
Dave Warner T20 international debut at the MCG. Oh. So there's about a 10-metre radius of where all the shots went, over mid-wicket basically. Was so. Dale Stane bowling to you? <laughs> no, not quite. <laughs> Just the neighbour. But I had over my right shoulder the backyard fence, which went over into another yard, and that's where the bat used to go when I got out. Just right. flung it over the right shoulder in disgust. I didn't throw it. It was more a fling. It wasn't like a full-on pelt the, the bat. Yeah. But it let go. And was that it? Out. Was that it? Cricket over? Uh, no, no. I'd, I'd cool yeah. down and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. But I had a um, – actually, I had a rock in the backyard that was into the – like it was like a rockery setup and everything. That was great for catching practice because you, oh, yeah. you'd throw the ball against the rock, but the rock was uneven, so it'd be going everywhere. Didn't so know which way, yeah. little slips feeling. But the best was – and I'm sure a lot of people are like this, and we'll get to all these um, on uh, on social media in a, in a sec, but the best was my grandparents' house in Ballina. Oh, yeah. So it was front yard cricket. Backyard was the river, so you're not playing backyard cricket there. <laughs> yeah. You know, swimming cricket, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Front yard, great long driveway, so mm. beautiful brand-new concrete. Garage door, get to that in a second. Rose bush at short leg, silly mid on was another rose bush, mid wicket rose bush, but you had gaps in between them. So it really made you think. And then on the offside, there was something similar. Yep. And then behind the bowler's head was the road. And then there was another like yard over the other side of the road. So you had plenty of, you know, so, so no six and out. go after straight. No, no six and out. Or unless it went far over mid wicket or, or cover. But the big thing was the garage door. Mm. So it made this almighty bang every time it hit it. So you leave, bang. So a matter of rule, you have to try and play a shot. If you nick it and it hits the garage door, out. Any kind of act, like it would have been Jeffrey Dujon on steroids <laughs> trying to catch something down right. <laughs> up high. Right, on a pogo stick. Yeah. But after a while, um, Grandpa got the shits of that because yeah. it was an almighty smack. So mm. the garage door had to come up and then it was just like trying to find the ball behind. So you were playing at every ball. Like, I, I reckon it shaped what your backyard was like. 100%. It would have shaped you as a – or if you made it to grade cricket or just playing on a weekend with mates, yep. it was absolutely your strengths right there. The so. War Brothers down the slope, anything on their pads, yep. through leg side and look how good they were off their pads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A great one. Phil Hughes, his backyard was all square on the offside. And you know what What a great manipulator of the ball he was. Yep. He would thrash anything, any kind of width, even if it was close to his stumps, he'd whip it through there. So, uh, yeah, I think it definitely, it definitely mm. makes a mark on your career. Um Hopefully the technical de deficiencies get ironed out <laughs> along the way, but uh, that's why I never had a leg side shot. Yeah, the absolutely. house is right there. Well, you you've got all these uh, written down in front of you, yeah, Sammy. Well, all the the messages that we've got on social media, starting with Chris. What was his uh, one? Chris, yes, Chris Hicks on Facebook. Pretty simple one for Chris. Smash a window, you're out. And mum wouldn't let you back for a week. <laughs> it's a pretty standard rule. You break a window, you're in a bit of strife. Week suspension. Yeah, fair enough. You're and out. In all probability, you have to pay it back through pocket money. I'd have to think so. Or a share agreement, yeah, half-half. Well, it depends how big the window. Yeah. What's, I, gla I what's glass worth these days? I don't know. What's, is... oh, I would have gone up. Cost of living, absolutely. Back in the day, maybe 60 bucks or something like that yeah, to right. replace it. But no, that, that's fair from, from Chris's mum. I'm sure there's a lot of suspensions. You imagine how, how many arguments have been kicked off by the shattering of glass. It's only right. glass. Who cares? We'll get to I think there's a, there's a bit of it in some of these answers. Yeah, but yeah. What was your LB rule? LB? Yeah. Oh, it had to be like literally leaving the ball <laughs> yeah. and it hitting you on the shin in front of middle stump to be out. Yeah. 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 We had uh, three strikes, you're out. Three strikes? Like you'd have to be third LB, you're out. But it, what was the definition of LB? Was it, it could it, be? It had to be pretty close. Like, okay. You'd have to know. 
Yeah. Yeah. A lot of concrete backyard cricket as yeah. well. Well, so. we didn't have concrete. So we had Marley grubbers and balls popping uh, up. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Concrete driveway, consistent bounce. <laughs> yeah, I know. You crave it. <laughs> you crave like, it. <laughs> I just remember at Grandpa's house, <laughs> whacking it over. You, you had free hits over the top if ball on a length. Yeah. Whack. Don't awesome. pitch it up. Uh, William Muller on Facebook says, back in 2018 in my pop's backyard, if it hit the barbed wire fences on the garden or on the chook pen fence on the full, it's out. Hit the house, it's six, hit a window and cop a stare down from Pop. <laughs> I completely agree with the barbed wire stuff. Stay away from the barbed wire. <laughs> What's Pop doing with barbed wire in his – is he on a jail keep or something? The, keep, the, keep the foxes out from the chook pen. Yeah, no, yeah. fair enough, William. Yeah. yeah, so uh, a lot of stare downs. Mum, yeah. angry, Pop, angry. My mum furious when you hit her. But, it uh, sounded like for William it was a negotiation to get in the backyard in the first place, yeah. given the pop, pop setup with <laughs> everything right. going on there. So yeah. he was obviously a proud, he was house proud, garden proud on Pop, Pop now, Muller. Now we went to Facebook, we went to Instagram. We also went on Reddit. We went on Reddit. Yeah, we went on to Reddit. We're doing an AMA. <laughs> You going to do on Reddit? Or you get ads on an AMA? Yeah, get ads on an AMA. There'll be some cranky Kiwis on you, there. I'll bet you $1,000 that he has no clue what an AMA is. I'm not taking that. Yeah, okay, fair that's, enough. That's, that's, that's your money. So uh, we've got Patty23, have we? Patty23 on, on Reddit. Uh, this is, uh, I think Patty's from the UK. Uh, we had a low wall about four feet right behind the stumps. Mm-hmm. Behind that was the farmer's field. Anything hit over that wall was out. So pretty much any shot behind square was off limits. Jeez. Big shots on the offside and straight were also off limits. Neighbours garden on the offside and a road flanked by thick hedges straight down the ground. If you put it in there, you were out and had to spend the next 10 minutes searching for the ball. <laughs> so you're out if you hit it into any of those exclusion zones with no bounce. Trees and bushes inside the garden were also fielders who could take catches, often drop them though. Human fielders could complete a catch that's bounced or fallen out of a tree if they get to it before it hits the ground. So judging by Paddy's backyard set up there, not a lot of places to score. <laughs> no. I reckon Ben Duckett, by the sounds of it, might struggle in Paddy's backyard. I don't think he would have made a test cricketer somehow. Yes. Paddy, far out. There's landmines everywhere. I know, and you've got to like – only human fields can catch the ball and you've got to catch it out of the tree. Interesting. The stuff. WCG guy said it, it, ha- it can you can catch off certain things, but it has to be one hand. Yeah. Do you like that rule? It doesn't sound like there's that rule in, in Paddy's backyard. Yeah, I don't mind. Farm. I, I don't mind – if it's one hand, we weren't one hand, one bounce rule. Mm. Not, no, that's not rubbish. a big fan of that rule. No, 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 no. I'm less of a, I'm a non-fan completely. I'm a negative fan of that. Yeah, sometimes it's a horrible rule. Sometimes in the at school in the nets, when it was a tennis ball and people mm. were in the nets with you while you're batting, it was one hand, one bounce, just to try and get the turnover of batters. But in backyard cricket. Mm. Try and make it as legitimate as possible. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sanjay Samuel on Instagram says, "Break a window and you're out, and pay for a new one." <laughs> yeah. Simple rule, Sanjay, and I like it. Yeah. Absolutely like it. But there's another one from Reddit here. Yeah, this Sammy. one's uh, from Sunil667 uh, from India. Uh, we played in an alley as there used to be around six players as the alley was hardly 15 foot wide. So if the batsman hit the ball on the side walls directly, it was out. If it hits on the bounce, then one run. If it, hit, if it crosses the bowler on the bounce, then it was four runs. Hitting a six was obviously out. No runs could be scored behind the wicket on the batsman's side. The batsmen are out if the fielder catches the ball directly or after one bounce. They're playing one hand, one bounce over there in the alleyway. No LBW or court behind rule. That's a big one. Each innings lasted five or six overs. How do you score runs? You've got to hit it straighter into the walls. I reckon after six overs, 
14 runs would be a good setup in that. I reckon. Bowl is <laughs> short. Setup. If you can't hit a square, <laughs> just bang it in. There's a lot of uh, a lot of straight hitting, I'd say. Backyard cricket, alleyway cricket is a lot different in India. The, the, the way they do sidearm stuff, the way they flick the ball out, it's a lot of confined spaces. So uh, you see a lot of the mystery spinners coming from the Asian areas. <laughs> it's because they practice it, they would flick the ball out yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in the in the alleyways or in their backyard. So, again, we're talking about development from backyard up into the elite level. That's where it starts. Like um, Mendes from Sri Lanka had that, that flick ball. It was like yeah. a, it wasn't a current ball. He had a special name for it. But he would flick it and he learnt that playing backyard cricket or alleyway cricket. A lot of people in the subcontinent, I mean, you hear those stories of India of all those players that oh, they didn't play. I think there's one current Indian player whose name escapes me and no doubt one of our listeners, he didn't play with a hard ball until he was like 15 yeah, or something or 16 yep. because they, it's all softball until you play any form of organised, yep. almost like rep cricket yep. over there, which is extraordinary. Yeah, that's right. And um, having toured there a few times, having played a bit of cricket with some of the kids over there, like outside the stadiums and stuff, mm. they'll use anything to get on the game of cricket. Like we had stumps made out of bricks, yeah. balls were, you know, 20 years old or whatever, still bouncing, getting the most out of them. There was a cow in the paddock. Um, oh, wow. It was, it was great. But anywhere you could set up a cricket pitch, playing cricket. Surely in India, hit the cow in the full year out, given how sacred <laughs> yeah, they are. That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, no, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Everyone would wait for the cow to cross the pitch, fair enough too. Yeah, yeah. In my backyard is probably 30 or 40 runs. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Given how you treat life forms yeah, exactly. in your backyard. Last one from Trevor, huh? Trevor. On Facebook, on our farm in the backyard, speaking of cows, mm. had an uphill slope. One out, no pads against the hard, solid ball, bruising to your legs. <laughs> hey, That's country, stiff. they breed them tough. When we played with the two-piece ball, uh, the hard cricket ball, we'd have one pad on. Yeah. That's just a front pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a spin. Ah, but Trev's from the country, mate. Trev's a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Trev? <laughs> Absolutely. I love backyard cricket. Keep them coming. If you've, if you've got any more, we'll, we'll dip them in. And obviously, we've got the summer ahead. Well, summer's hit us if you're um, on the eastern seaboard yeah. and you've chopped on the heat this week. But. We should make it a staple question for all our guests. Yeah. What was your backyard cricket setup? Yeah. Greg, Greg Chappell speaks a lot about his mm. backyard cricket because even though… Because he nearly got killed one day. He nearly got killed. That's right. With a hatchet. But, uh, you know… He played a lot against his old brother Ian and then he would be the older brother to to Trevor and uh, he reckons a lot of his natural ability came from playing in the backyard with his bros. It's where it all starts, where it yeah. all starts. We're now going to get to an interview with Alex Carey. A few weeks ago, I caught up with the Aussie wicketkeeper at the SCG. It's a really good chat. Such a nice guy. He, he, for everyone out there, he looks like a lovely guy. Yep. Looks aren't deceiving. He absolutely <laughs> is, Alexander. We discussed the upcoming World Cup in India, the whole Johnny Bairstow incident, and all things wicket-keeping. Is it the top of his game? Here is Alex Carey. Alex, we've got the 50-over uh, the one-day World Cup just around the corner. What's key in a tournament like this, given that 2019 personally was a pretty good one for you, but for a team, what's important? Yeah, it's exciting. It's um, you know uh, probably a different kettle of fish over there in India, and... Playing against them first up, uh, it's going to be very exciting, obviously. And to come up against them, I reckon, early in the tournament's good. It, it, it'll get yeah the World Cup underway for us. It's a, it's obviously a tough component, they, uh, tough opposition, and they all are. But to play India first up, I think, is a great way to start the tournament. Yeah, but we got a few games leading up, so it's it's trying to get the group together. There's a few little niggles in the in the squad at the moment, and, and get them fit and firing, and then yeah, away we go on October eighth. Is playing 
one day cricket in India different to everywhere else in the world? Or is it pretty generic? Cricket in India is different. Yeah, I think over there, it's yeah, it's it's a cricket loving country, and everyone will probably have their TVs on watching the cricket. There'll be people around the hotel, grounds will be full, so it'll be very exciting to, um, like I said, start against them uh, and really get into the the vibe of hmm. of the uh, of the World Cup. But yeah, I think in terms of on the field as well, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get in terms of the wicket. You could get a, a one that is beautiful, comes onto the bat and it's high scoring or, you know, it might be a little bit slower and spinny and uh, a little bit more difficult to score. So in tournament play, yeah, you've got to, got to keep uh, your, your mind pretty open to what you're going to come up against. 2019, what did that do to you personally for, for your career? Because you had a, a great tournament and obviously the, the whole tour went well from an Australian perspective because that was part of the regeneration, made the semi-finals of the World Cup retain the ashes yeah i went into that 2019 world cup with probably only a dozen games under my belt so still trying to feel at home at that level not you know you probably ever do but yeah it was nice to to start off well i, I didn't get a hit in the first game so you're sort of sitting around waiting for that opportunity we beat afghanistan and, and got the tournament off to a good start and then we're under the pump a little bit in the second game against the west indies where we probably lost you know four wickets pretty early and Smudge and I put on a nice partnership and were able to get over that line. So there's a bit of confidence early with the bat and the way that that group played throughout the tournament. We, you know, we had Steve and Davey come back from their time off. By the end of the tournament, we had a few changes with injuries as well. And we managed to make it through to a semi-final against England at Edgebaston, which was, you know, a pretty tough ask. They're a good team. They obviously won it. So, you know, for me, I, I feel like now after four years, I'm, I'm pretty keen to, to win a World Cup playing against... Uh, India at the, the World Test Championship early in the year was, was amazing, so it's nice to have that in the pocket. But, yeah, one-day World Cup would be lovely. Virat Kohli, so say you got first game of this World Cup coming now that you're established and everything like that, but when he gets going in India, is there a sound like it? No. Nah, um, <laughs> yeah, if he, scores a, uh, if he scores a single, it seems like he's hit a six. If he scores a six, it's like he's hit a hundred. He'd probably <laughs> score a hundred as well. Like... Um, what does that sound like? <laughs> no, you just can't hear anything. This, yeah. You know, you, you, you're the wicket keeper. You're meant to be all vocal and keeping the energy up and you could scream as loud as you could. No one would hear you anyway. So in a sense, it's nice just to everyone could just be quiet and, and run around rather than having to talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> what about the threats to Australia or your, your, your possible threats? It's, it feels like a World Cup. It's who gets on a run, especially with this format that we're playing with this time. Whoever, like, it, it can be anyone, but anyone can get on a run and, and go all the way. Is that how you feel, or is there an established order going in? No, you, you're spot on. I feel like any team could come in and win a, win a game on their day. And again, you don't know what conditions you're going to be playing on and, and, and against. So, yeah, you obviously want to be playing your best cricket later in the tournament, but you want to be able to make it to the semi final and, and really hit your straps there. So, yeah, I feel like we're pretty well positioned. We've, mm. Well, personally, I've been over there for three one-day series. We've been successful in two, two of those. Um, we've got a really experienced group in playing a lot of IPL, um, playing a lot of cricket over there. We've you know, started to get this group a number of games together, so the experience is really high. And I, I've probably felt like in 2019, there were still guys with you know, not, not a heap of games under their belt. So yeah, it's, it's exciting. I, I feel yeah. like we're well positioned to to go in and, and do well and be successful. Yeah, hopefully so. It, it feels like, yeah, so open going in. So we'll we'll see what happens. Then after that, you've got Pakistan coming here. You toured there 
recently. Pakistan feel like this international team which have all the ingredients and if it all clicks, they could be unbeatable, but it doesn't click enough. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I didn't play in the last test series against them. I obviously watched a lot of that and I feel like their bowling group since then has you know, changed a bit and mm. you've got these young quicks who are really keen and raw and you know, want to bowl fast which will probably suit the Australian conditions. So, yeah, definitely as a batting group, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting and one where we'll have to, you know, be on our toes and, and ready to go. Um, and as a batting group, you've, yeah, you know, Barbara's arms, I think, is one of the classiest batters in the world. And, and, and the way that we, you know, had to combat them in their own conditions, it was, it was pretty tough work. So hopefully with a bit more bounce and, and carry in, in mm. our wickets, we can, you know, find it a bit <laughs> easier to dismiss them. But... Well, what did Nathan yeah. say about that first one over there? He said that was the most pointless test I've ever played, <laughs> or something like that, wasn't it? Because uh, it, like, no, it was a complete oh, road. I don't it, think he got wickets, that's why. The, <laughs> the wicket did nothing. No, nothing. that's it. So, yeah, we, we, you know, I, I think yeah, taking them on here, I feel like our bowlers can, mm. can do a good job, obviously. But they've been out here recently, so they know what the conditions are and, and they'll be well prepared. How have you gone with your uh, ability to walk around pools without falling in since that yeah. tour? <laughs> Much better. <laughs> Take us um, through that, mate. What, what, yeah. No, I don't know. I'm normally, I don't feel like I'm one of those guys to um, make little mistakes like that. Yeah. Like, but anyway, I did. And, uh, it was a beauty. Yeah, since then, uh, you know, I think I've batted a bit better since. But um, <laughs> no, nah, don't know what happened. Don't know what happened. And then, of course, someone was filming it and the bag of green was in the bag and all that sort of stuff. But the phone survived. Oh, the phone survived? Yeah, survived, yeah. Well, you put it in rice straight away or something? <laughs> yeah, did you? that's it, yeah. What got ruined? Like, the, so nah, the baggy green was worse wet. off for it? No, nah, it nah, everything was right. It was just pretty wet. So yeah. put it straight in the sun in Pakistan and it dried nice and quickly. Apart from us with the microphone, who reminds you of it most? Uh, a lot of air fans, actually. Oh, do they? Yeah, they love it. Yeah, I ended up having um, signs in the crowd when I was over there. So <laughs> I don't know, I might have to do that again soon. Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Now... How long after Ashes before travelling to South Africa was there? It was about four weeks or something, was there? Yeah, it was a short little little. Not window. even a month. I think it was, yeah, just under a month. But, yeah, it was nice to be home for sure. And I think, yeah, feet up, reflect on the Ashes and away we go again to South Africa. If you got $5 for everyone when you were home to ask you about the Bearstow stumping, how much money would you have in your bank right now? Heaps. <laughs> nah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, I... Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those ones where, yeah, it's turned me into, I guess, well, it's, it's definitely got my face more recognised and <laughs> it was nice to get out of England in, in one piece. But, yeah, since being home, I, I've um, yeah, had probably a different response to a lot of, you yes, know. Yes, I bet. <laughs> our fans have been amazing, so, yeah. Well, you're not getting accused of yeah, skimping on ha haircuts and things like <laughs> yeah. that as well. So, Paying fair enough. for this one, yeah. No, because <laughs> you mentioned you'd do it again, obviously. But what about in other situations in life if people are premature about their decision to move, such as, do you have a problem with people standing up before the airport, uh, the airplane docks <laughs> at the airport? Do you, do you have an issue with that? No, nah, I don't, no. Nah. Okay. What about people who open their Christmas presents early? Oh, uh, they shouldn't do it, but yeah, as a kid, you probably sneak a couple in, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you're not going to hold them to account though, are you? <laughs> I'll um, tell my kids off if they do it. <laughs> what about the one that really gets me, especially if you're driving? So someone press, presses the pedestrian light yeah. and then they cross before it turns green yeah. and then you're stuck there in the car. Yeah. Have you got an issue with that? Uh, yeah, you shouldn't cross before the green man. Exactly, exactly. Bearstow would. <laughs> um, 
What Thanks, about boys? I appreciate this. Somewhere, <laughs> so I'm just trying to put a different slant on. Nah, that's <laughs> you it. Know, you can, you've got your stock standard answer that everyone yeah, asks about. Yeah, oh, tell us yeah. about the stumping. Nah, I'm just I trying. Love to, it. I love what it. about someone discussing a TV show or, or a movie yeah, spoiler before really allowing ending. people? Yeah, can't yeah. be doing that. Can't do it. Nah. Have you seen Barbie? No, I haven't. Oppenheimer. No, I haven't. I've got to watch that one. I can tell you what happens in the end of that movie, but yeah. Yeah, don't anyway. do it. <laughs> it's against the spirit. It's a bit like Titanic. It doesn't end well. <laughs> now, back to your keeping though. Brad Haddon, big part of Willow Talk, has been so impressed with the way that your keeping has developed, especially over the last 12 months at international level. Have you felt that or do you think that it's more people now just noticing that you're doing the right things? Oh, no, I think you, you, you know, maybe take a little bit to pick up little things with a bowling attack and, and spending more time with Nathan's been been great. And yeah, well, I did a lot of work with Brad over in uh, the 29, 2019 World Cup and, and developed that relationship with him and probably got a lot in similar in the way that we try to prepare and tick off the basics and, and try to you know do that little bit of extra work as well. So yeah, I really enjoyed working with Hads uh, over there and learn a lot. But I think, you know, for me, it's uh, it's one of those ones you're going to be in form and out of form at times with bat and gloves but uh, yeah the last 12 months have, have been really enjoyable we had a, a pretty tough tour to India but mm. I love that challenge I, I felt like you know without bowling attack there was something happening every ball and, and really embraced and and, um, and loved that tour and then England there's a lot to, a lot of talk around the uh, ball that might wobble after mm. so I feel like my preparation's been good that was good for India it was good for England and yeah I was able to have some pretty solid performances I mean it there's a standout for your most famous dismissal of the, the Ashes tour, but what for you was your favourite, your best? You thought, wow, that's uh, that's me at my top shelf. Not that you'd go and say that because you're too humble. No, but. I was, yeah, I was pretty, oh, pretty happy with the way I moved to Joe Root, ran down the wicket the second innings of the first test and Nathan spun it between, you know, bat and pad and it was down the leg side. So that was that was nice to move well and catch that. I think any time you get a stumping, it's, it's you know, yep quite enjoyable however you get it um yeah <laughs> Sorry, back I even better. <laughs> uh and then we got Crawley um Gaz and I down leg side dumped as well which was nice so just I think that just reinforces that you're moving you're watching the ball and you're reacting to what you see what was the one again that you took it was like your back plan for oh, GWS like, yeah actually that go, one. yeah I that one's probably a bit more of a tactical play and I knew the plan that we were we were going after and, and it was short and bowling bumpers and yeah for that one ball I just felt like if I was down the leg side it, it gives me a better chance if there was something to come my way rather than moving from the offside mm. to the leg side and, and you know hoping you catch up yeah I, I set up down the leg side and, and Joshy Hazelwood bowled you know the perfect bouncer to, to Ben Duckett who was batting really well yeah just got enough bat on it and I was able to jump up and take in the right mitt so yeah, I felt like that in, in terms of the tactical awareness was, was a nice one. What about from a keeping perspective, that something that you could pass on to listeners, whether it be a, a boy or girl who's just yeah. taking up wicket keeping or a, a keg on legs who's playing his 37th Saturday Arvo yep. year? Uh, what's key? Yeah, I, I think for me in those sort of last 12 months as well, I've probably found what is natural for me and what my best position is. And, and you know, you get a lot of coaching advice and help throughout your juniors and um, as you get older and a lot of past players will, will you know definitely offer advice and which is fantastic but I think we all uh, do it a little bit differently our body types are different we move differently mm. 
So, you know, I felt like that, you know, last 12 months I've, I've got my stance quite natural again, you know, getting in strong positions to move and dive around rather than trying to, you know, be a little bit too mechanical. Um, so it's that split second where your position when ball is about to hit that. Yeah, I think in a natural position to move the best way you can. Yep. And yeah, nat- naturally, and I, I did it as well. You, you grow up watching the likes of Gilchrist and Bad- Brad Haddon and, they're heroes, they're wicket keepers, and that's mm. the way that you should do it. But we all do it a little bit differently. We're all different heights, different sizes, move a bit differently. So I think you know, for the kids and the girls and the boys out there, obviously get some advice and help, mm. but whatever feels natural and comfortable and however you can move the best you can, then, then do it your way. Do you pass on general advice to the opposition batters like a Brad Haddon does <laughs> with his sharp tongue? <laughs> No, nah, I'm I'm pretty quiet. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I take that as you're nice and he's a bastard. <laughs> yeah, you won't say that. No, nah, I'd say he's a, he's a bit sharper than me behind the stuff. <laughs> so you don't you don't say much. No, I don't think I've I've really ever needed to. Um, mm. Talking just Test cricket the last two years, our record's mm. pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think I've played in played in 25 matches, and I reckon I've lost. No, five of them. Yeah. So our record's pretty good. There's, there's no Just need, like that for no a need for a surface there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thankfully, you're good at keeping. <laughs> Very good at keeping. Dallas, <laughs> yeah, Dallas. Thanks, yeah. mate. No, nah, cheers. Thank cheers. you. So that was Alex Carey and uh, I'm with him for one, Sam, because uh, I can't stand it when people stand up on planes nah. when the, the, the wheels are still rolling. Guys, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> exactly. In fact, I'm with him for people who even line up to get on the plane before boarding's opened. Oh, really? What, what, no, how's uh, it going to change your life? Because you get cabin space. You need to get in a good – no. Don't find a place for it. No. You've got no. your seat. Don't agree with that one. No. Anyway, no. that was Alex Carey, <laughs> and he's a lovely guy, yeah. and we wish him well for we the agree upcoming, on that. Yeah. upcoming World Cup. Now, next week, I'm actually on a bit of a break, Sammy, so yep. sorry about that, but uh, there'll be plenty of podcasts. You're going to catch up with Hads because yes. um, you'll be in India. Hopefully, technology works over there, so talking everything about those one days against yeah. the year. Brad Haddon live. Sort of from India. He'll be coming to us after the second and the third one day. So nothing changes. Still Tuesdays and Thursdays next week. And then we're headed right into the World Cup. Have a great weekend, everyone. Get out in the backyard. That was Willow Talk.